This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We speak about the biography of one of the big people, Kalal Yisrael. Um, we used to do it by yard sites. Because there's so few that we know the yard sites, we went back and we're doing it in... in um, order of uh, chronological order. So we spoke a lot about the Goinim, the Tkufa Goinim, the Tkufa of the Chibur between the Goinim and Shainim, and we're holding in Milavir Shainim. We, we, we had been, we saw a few of the Balatoisvis, so let's just, the, the Kufas Goinim finished, let's say, in the year 1000 or so, just, just so we have round numbers to work with. Um, and the Tkufa, and then you have two huge Torah centers. You have France, Germany, and you have Spain. So um, we, we were speaking about the um, German, French and German Gedolim. So France, we spoke about Balatasis. Now, the Balatasis Rashi died about 11, 1105, that type of, of years. And from 1100 to approximately 1300, those 200 years roughly are the years of the Balatasis. The first Balatasis is the generation of Benetam, Rashpam, so on. That's the first generation of Rashi's grandchildren. And the end is basically the Rush. Um, the Rush moved from Germany to Spain. That's the whole coup for the Balatasis. So all of the Torah of France and German Rishonim are that 200 years? And there are sfarim that are pilpul, like Taisvis, the various Taisvis, Taisarosh, Taisarvena Peretz, the Bali Taisvis. And then you have Aloha sfarim, um, like the Rosh. Um, we, saw, we spoke about the Marmara Rottenberg last time, I think. And those are the, the that's where, where that territory came from. France generally had the more Bepalpalim, and Germany was more like the Halacha type sfarim. The, um, even though there was, the countries were not so clearly defined, but basically that, that was the, the general lay out. So there's one critical piece between the first generations and the later generations, and that's the Orzerua. The Orzerua um, was born in about 1200. And again, these, these things are very hard to be correct exactly. Their estimates range from 1180 to 1200 and was nifted about 1270. I usually, uh, one of the things I really speak out is, where do I get my information from? I mean, I have a good memory, but 600 years, 1,000 years is a little difficult to remember back. Um, and the question is, where do you have reliable, where do you have reliable spark? Where, 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 do, where does it say? So the truth is about Darzur, this came out no place except his own, uh, what, what we'll speak about are his own writings. And that's usually the most reliable. <coughs> you have, when we show him that wrote Chuvas firm, that tends to be extremely interesting because they bring a lot of, you, you learn a lot about the Tkufa from the Chuvas firm. There's a Rua has a little bit Chuvas, and there's some few fascinating nudges that is not really, there's not really a whole lot. But he was a critical piece between his Rebbeim were the Ravya and the Sarmikutsi, or mentioned in Taisvis, his Talmidim, 
was the Mar- the Marmottenberg like we, we we saw last time, whose Talmud was the Rush. So he was a critical midpiece, and we don't know all that much about him. But there are a lot of fascinating things about him and his safe and so on. Um, he was born in Prague. We know that, or in, in, in Czech, Czech, what what's today Czech Republic or whatever. And he was in many places. He learned in France and Germany. He was in Hungary at some point. He wandered around a lot, and he, and he writes that he wandered a lot. What he left over was an, a very big safer called Arzarua. Now, the, everyone refers to it as being a massive safer. That's, um, it, it was a manuscript, and it wasn't printed until the mid-1800s, which really, really asks a question. If, if such a hush of a safer, why wasn't it printed till the, it's 600 years? It, it, it comes 1600, they, stayed, they were printing everything. And this lay dormant, and, and actually part of it was printed by one person, by another person. Why wasn't it printed? Well, what, 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 I mean, where's it coming from? So there's no clear answer to it. It says, but um, some of the Blau put out so he, um, he writes Hashara. Basically, it's an, it's, it's, it, I, I, everyone says that it was a very volu- it's a very voluminous work. It's extremely big. Um, it, it's, and there's actually, he, has, he himself brings from his Rebbe, Rabbeinu Simcha, he says a very interesting quote. Tshuva Mereb Simcha Zatzal HaMechaber. A tshuva from Rebina Simcha to Mechaber. Rebbe Bechaveri Rebizok Bereb Moshe. In Yoncha Devarim Legabev. You tend to write a lot. Uba Lachas Lesavev and to dray around with a lot of Lachas. Beoyrech Pamecha Belitzerech. Um, sometimes uh, going uh, lengthening what you, uh, your step foot without any reason. Derech tzoro derech yeshara, writing concisely is a derech yeshara. Levara soilus pick out important points olaniach apsoilus. So this is what his Rebbe Chava wrote to him, and he printed himself. He was he was obviously had no problem printing it, but it's a very big arichus. And um, so people attribute the fact that his sefer, that it, they didn't publish it until, until they done it because it was very large. There's another element to it. Um, it's, it there are two types of halachas farm. There's farm like the riff that basically condensed the Gemara, halacha lamaisa. The riff is the master of that. That's a prototype of a certain type of sefer, the riff, and the rush would be similar to it. Then you have a sefer like the Rambam, who writes on topics, and he writes the halach in topical order, the Rambam is the Rambam, and, and that's a, a second mahalach. The, 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 the Zerua is somewhere in the middle. It's very hard to figure out where it's coming, where it's going. Um, it's it's it, he it's written the, this. We have two two volumes published. One of them is on a lot of halachas of Moed, and it, it's called Hilchas this, Hilchas that, but it's written in order of the Gemara, and he starts with the Gemaras, 
and then he sort of writes like Shtikotayra, like Akasha from here, an answer from there. It's not, it doesn't have the crisp type of, you know, the riff, which is just the Gemara with occasionally uh, at one point being discussed. It, it's certainly not in top of order. It's also not written like Chidushim, like Toysvis, or, or, or that genre. It, it's somewhere in the middle. So if you're looking for halachas, you'll have a hard time finding it there. If you're looking to learn the Gemara, sorry, it's not quite that either. And I think it was very hard to, to sort of get a finger on it. Like, wh- where does it belong? The tour, who was a, a, a Talmud of a Talmud of a Talmud, and whose Sefer became the Halacha Sefer, is an order of topics, but it, it has two milas of Rosh It encompasses everything and very clearly structured. The Simonim of the Torah, the Simonim Shacharach, that, that, that's where the Shacharach got it from. Um, so, so it's it's all comes. It's not like that over here. It's sort of more more vague. Doesn't have all dachas. The seder is hard to understand, and and that's one nafkemina. A second nafkemina is the tour started in Germany, ended up in Spain. He includes all gedolim, both Spanish and German and French. You have really everything. Arzura doesn't. Arzura is is it doesn't have any. The Spanish people—it's all—it's all the the people uh, in France and Germany. So it, it doesn't—it's not encompassing enough. Those might be two reasons. I—I—I am not—I uh, don't know. But so, and it's also very difficult to know what we have exactly. There, everything was manuscripts, and they lay. The manuscripts lay, and not much was done with them. They published one volume. The person, and that volume are those halachas. Of of lefi it's it's sort of like you'll have hilchas It'll basically be perik tefilas hashach and brachas, but it, but it's 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 called halachas. In then he has then years later someone put out the second volume, and that's piskei b'vakama b'metzia b'vasa so on, and it's much much less befilpul. But I don't know. It's very hard to understand what exactly he did. It's very hard to know that they publish everything. The Tainists are, they didn't publish everything. There's more there. There are things there, it seems as if there was more that they didn't find, they didn't publish. Who made the Seder at firm? Just very, very hard to get a handle on what was the original material like. Um, you find them mentioned a lot. Taisus mentioned those The Agar Sarash mentions it, the Mordechai mentions it, and they mentioned a lot. It's mentioned a lot of times. But it's always like cliche and cliche. Like the Azura says this, Ve'im tachas yadi. You find this constantly. I don't have the Azura. No one had it. So I can't tell you exactly what he says. There's a little bit of a, of a Nakuda here. His son, his name was Reb Chaim. He wrote the Piske Azura, um, uh, what's called many times Marach Azura. And that was just the bottom line. So people had that. That was much quicker, much shorter. You can get to it, organized. So, I guess that was popular. People that was printed, and they and many times you had to say, "I saw this in Marachos You'll find Marachos constantly quoted in that Gaza Rush. And then a lot of times you find I don't have the Zerua Godol to be able to look at it. So the Sefer itself is just—it's not structured, at least the way we have it. And you also had. A short version of it, like a like a bottom line version of it, 
And that basically was the, what I say, took, took the place of it. So Sacha called Ozura, we have, it was printed, two, two volumes, like this is the first volume, the second volume. It was printed late in the 1800s. And um, it, the, the, um, and it, it just, I don't know, late for 600 years, not, not uh, being used. The, this, there's another piece to the Ozerua that's very interesting. Dozerua himself was a Talmud, like we saw, of, of the Balataisvis. He was a Talmud of, of, of another group of people. And we spoke about Rabbi Yudha Hasid. In Germany, there was a movement of Hasidic Ashkenaz. Now, before you get your hopes up high for Hasidic Ashkenaz, whereas Dark Hasidic Vashentov involves Kugel and Chaims, the Dark Hasidic Ashkenaz involved fasting and rolling in snow. So, you know, they, they, even Hasidus, the Ashkenaz people know how to kill. You know, like they, 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 took, they took all the fun out of Hasidus. Instead of making it a, a good-natured, you know, um, thing, they took it out. So he was a Talmud of Ribura Hasid and the Rokeach, who were the two primary people. We spoke of Ribura Hasid in Shorashet, and he was of, of uh, these were two of the it reflects itself in its form in a fascinating way. Uh, it, it's just unusual because the safe itself is, like I said, it's written like a tour, like an expanded riff. It's it's a it's a it's a shas. It's, it encompasses. It, it, it tried to encompass everything, I think. Um, and yet, what's fascinating is he starts off the first. He starts off his hakdama, or I would say it's his first section. It's a few pages. Very, very densely printed, so it's it's normally four pages, five pages, but you could easily um, you could easily make a, a, you know a lot more out of it. This has been put out. This this is the old version, very small letters, very you know tightly written. Or Mechon um, has made four big fat volumes out of it. I don't even know if they finished everything, but um, this is what it's like. So he starts off by saying, "Why did I call the Sefer Arzurua?" Where, where did you like? Where's it coming from? Why is Arzurua? So he writes like this: I, the Mechaber Yisak Moshe, called the Sefer Arzurua, because in this pasuk Arzurua, I found an extraordinary gem. He says, "Arzurua latzadik lishalev simcha." The Seif Tevis of this Pasik is Rebbe Akiva. Now, Ayin of Zerua, Kuf of Tzadik, Yishri Lev, Simcha with a He at the end. Um, I'm sure that, that if you scratch your head, you'll remember we have it with an Aleph. We'll see in a second about it. But the first letter is a Reish. So he says, V'Reish B'Milui, Hainu Rebbe. So he says, um, the Reish, if you write it out, Reish Yud Shin, so you have the Reish and the Yud, and Shin, if you use Atbash, Atbash, the Gemara is, it's a type of flipping around the Aleph base, where you have the Aleph instead of a Tav, a Tav instead of an Aleph, and a base instead of a Shin, so it's like the first letters, the last letters you put together, so, so, um, so, Bayes and Shin are interchangeable. So, Reish 
is Reish Yud Beis. So he says, because of Beferish, for Leberemis, sort of a Kiva spelled out Beferish, not Beremis. You have a Kiva spelled out. It is Nafgimina big Shailan Halacha, like for a get, how do you spell a Kiva with a He with an Aleph? So he says, it's a Beforsha Pasik. And Umapnea Chiva Gdoila Shehera Kadishbrochus Aini, Shemotsosi Eshmoi Nichta Bazamika Zurua, Lamarati Mikanshi Shlichta Rebakiva Behevaleba Aleph. So he said, "Bemela from this pasuk, I learn up halacha that that um, Rabbi Kiva is written with a hey, not with an aleph." Ashrecha Rabbi Kiva shekosvach David Amelach benevua besifroi. Ashrecha Rabbi Kiva that David who wrote your name out benevua. Vashrecha shehera kashbroch teirosu meshabenu kolikoy mezrab and so on. It's a very very unusual halachic raya. I I I I, I, I mean it's it's really it's it's unusual. And then he says since. Rebbe, since Rebbe Kiva was there as Oasis and Tagin and Sefer, it's only befitting that I will do the same. And his first two or three dafin are going through the Aleph base with all the Ramazim and Gematrias, incredible things. In, and he starts by listing all the different combinations of Aleph base that there are. There are also the Ramazim. There is Aleph Beis Gimel when you spell out the letters Bimiluam, that's one. So he has all the letters spelled out like that. Then he says At Bashgach and so on. Then there's something called El Bam Gen, Aleph Lamid. It's like you fold it over the Aleph Beis in the middle. So instead of the Aleph going to the top, the Aleph goes to the Lamid, the base to the Mem and so on. Al Bam and Gan, that's another one. Then you have each letter moves over another one. Aleph base gimel, base gimel dalit, gimel dalit hey, and so on. That's another form of dashing the letters. And on all these drushes, he has on and on and on. Aleph, he goes on and on dashing all sorts of rimazim and in Yon Very, very, very unusual. Uh, Mahalach, and he does it, um, it it's like two, three pages, he goes through the Aleph base, dashing all these in Yon. That's a, it's a highly unusual uh, Mahalach, and this, this he got from his Rebbein, from Buda Hasid and Rokeach, they were very into these type of Muslim and, and Gibach and so on. Some interesting um, things that are in this, that we've seen, I say first of all, in terms of a historical note, a lot of times from, from the Chuvas you see, there's two, one, one point he brings in the Shabbos, very interesting. Um, there's a Shaila, what a person, things that a person wears on Shabbos that are not his baguette, they're there for decoration or for other reason, what, what are you allowed to wear on Shabbos? So he says, when I was in France, the government forced Jews to wear ofanim, on their clothing, um, I'll tell you in a second what that is, on Shabbos. This was a takana made by Pope, Bened- by Pope Innocent III, that Jews and Muslims need to wear some identifying sign on their garment. I don't think it was specific. In Germany, they had to wear what was called Yidnhut, like, like hats, these, if you ever see these pictures of, of Jews with like these dunce caps, 
Germany, that was their sign. In France, they had to wear like a circle of some sort of material um, onto their baguette. So this was the ofen. Ofen means a circle, uh, uh, like, a, like a wheel that they had to wear. And Shiloh was, can you wear on Shabbos? It's not serving, it's, it's not a beggar in any sense. It, uh, it, it was, it's third. By the way, the reason why they made the Xerah was, the reason why the, he didn't want Goyim to intermarry with Jews or Muslims. He didn't want Christians to intermarry with them. So by identifying them, you wouldn't get too close to them. Very interesting. But that was an interesting note. He also brings a story about a woman that had been in Arusa. It means literally Arusa, not what we call modern engaged. And uh, a, a guy had kidnapped her. He was ma'anis her. It's not clear ma'anis her, forced her to, I mean, it would boil her and forced her to, to, to be his wife. Then she did tshuva. And the question is, does she have a dinner in Nusa or not? Is she mutter to her first husband? Daddy has a tshuva, and that seemed to have been, in other words, it seemed to be part of some sort of pogrom or something. That it, it you know, the, um, I don't, I don't know. He started what it is, but alluded to that. He has um, some sort of interesting tshuvas that have. It's not. It, it's part of his safe. It's not actually in his tshuvas. It's in the safe itself. That I thought it would be interesting to sharing was about. Um, I guess it, it, it includes his Midas Hasidus uh, and his Halacha. Someone tainted that, I'm just going to try to find it. Okay, this is very interesting. Bipsukhita Zimra, Vanishamati, Bipirira Chosetza Tzal. Rebira Chosazal told me, Rav Godl Umuvhak Lerabim Echot, there was a Chosha Rav, where you go to Knesses and it would yell in the shul, Shay Marichim Bibrochis, that they, they said the Brochis, they said too much, too, took too long. Shay Bedaita Lemaher Lelimud, he said, Doilum should better sit and learn instead of being Mayer so much in the, in the davening. Venenash Al Kach, Veoisa Oilam. And he was Nenash in 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 in, in Olam Haba. That was, and then Vigam Shemati, Merbura Chosetz Atzal, B'Shem Merbura Chosetz. I heard in his name. I didn't hear from him. Sheoma Kegoyim B'Moisa Chayrev, Sheikor Godel. In the winter when it's very cold, Mutav Sheyelchu Lebayis Oisah Shem Vlasha Hativ, Vayikatzes Vlasha Kashbaru Bavura. That they should. You know, they would go to shul, shul was cold, and they would tell the chazan to hurry up, or the chazan himself would hurry up because he didn't want to freeze. He said, it's better to dive at home where it's warm, and you'll be able to dive longer with kavana, rather than going to the shul where, because it's cold, you're going to have to hurry up and so on. Baruch Hashem, I hear in yeshiva, it's warm during Shabbos davening, and you don't have to, you'd be makpid on the chazan, you here also, it's not a problem. Then he says, Vani Ikarti Yehudi Echad Me Worms. So I don't know if Vani Ikarti is the Orzeru himself, or he's saying it from his Rebbe. I'm not sure. It sounds like it's himself. Vani Ikarti Yehudi Echad Me Worms. Vaya Koinas Rebunim. They call him Rebunim. Vaya Zokin. Vekoiva Mesim. He was an old man. He worked in the Chabra Kadisha. 
and he would bury people. That was, you know, he was part of his. And I heard a true story from him. He came once early to shul. He saw somebody sitting in shul. He had some sort of um, garland of flowers in his head. And he got scared. Kasavash was shed. He thought it was a shed, like the strange looking fellow in, in, in the shul with wearing like a, a, a wreath of sorts. Um, and he called him. And he said, One second, I, I, I recognize you in some place. I just buried you. I, I, I recognize you. He told him, Yes. So he asked him, um, like, how, how are things in Olam Haba? But Amalei told him, hate about my, well. But Amalei asked him, what chosen do you have? You're a pretty pushed person. You weren't a very harsh person. Where do you have chosen that things should go well? But Amalei told him, rat by his she said, I said brachis in a very in a very pleasant voice in the shul. I said it benichusa. Beschusa hevi ani began Eden or mechab noisy. That's chus brought me began Eden and the mechabed me. Vezelocha simin shaniyam dabelacha. And and if you want to see that it's true, I'm the one that's talking to you. Kitira beisiyad chiluki shekarua shekaratik shepotane tachrichen. Look at my sleeve, it's torn. When you put me on the Tachrichim, it, it got torn in the process. And take a look, the same tear you have over here, that's a simon that it's me. Mishola Mazar Shechas, yes, and what are you wearing your head? What's this? What's the, 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 the things you're wearing? Amalai said, Eden, Shesamti, Veroshi, Kidei Levat Lereach Rame Elishal Zeha Elam. I'm wearing it because I can't stop this. I can't stand the smell of this world. I took it from from Olam Haba. Kasafti aniya mechaba elamaisim. Ayrazur wrote his maisim. Kitei sheyirei reishemayim. Viyosim aliboy. Viyoyim shifchoisav shakarishprochu bekol noyim mekavona v'yiskaganid. That's this is this has been part of his halachas. I wanted a, a, two more things that I found that are interesting. In the way that he was, um, he was upset at people uh, writing something, people saying things that they shouldn't say, and people overstepping their boundaries in what they said. Before that, there's one more interesting psak. He says, "I remember when I was a young boy." This, this is in Pesachavarzara. And where I was, they, they had, in the, in the shul, they had pictures of birds and trees. And, and I told them, I think it's us to, to, to make these pictures. Why? It says in the Mishnah, that if a person stops his learning and he says, take a look how beautiful the tree is, he's chayv misa. It says, 
Alma, she says, Machma she noisen liber le ilin yofa, ene mechamal in shosoi, umafsik. So you see that if a person sees nice trees, it tends to distract him from learning. So if it's a nice job and you have nice pictures on the walls, you're distracting people away from it. Very interesting. He was a young boy, he says, and I told people, this is what I think. But I wanted to just show two things about how, how, how distraught he was when people said things that he felt were wrong. So the first one was... Um, was like this. Um, someone wrote, "Boil I show you did the somebody that you don't prevail on people that died al Kiddush Hashem. You know, it, it's sort of um, it's it's something that's beyond." And uh, there are reasons why one say. He doesn't begin to know and understand what he's saying. He needs a kapara for it. And then he brings the following reason. So his taina is the Gemara says on Rishoyim, you don't prava velos. So, so you're putting these people in the same category as Rishoyim. How can you, how can you even think so? Um, that's, that's his... Then he says, Vani says, Talmud and who are rab. I'm a small Talmud, and he's a big rab. And he says, But he says, um, I must tell him what I think. If he would listen to, to what I advise him to do, that because of what he said, should first every Monday, Thursday to Rosh Hashanah. Minimal. But I'm not maharifted. You know, is it's interesting. The psak itself, he, he didn't, it wasn't derogatory. The psak itself was as a covet. In other words, we're not misable, they're, 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 whatever it is. But he felt that it's so terrible that he needs a kapara for it. And a small time kapara was fasting Mondays and Thursdays for Rosh Hashanah. Not sure if it was an Elul. Or this was a cheshvet. Not not sure how long, but but this was, and and something similar another place, where he writes, somebody had said, um, that making kiddush in the shul is a is a minik shtus today because nobody lives in the shul, nobody and so on and so forth. But, but he says, how, how did you let your mouth say such things? How did you let yourself do it? Hallelujah, 
So he says he's very, very um, adamant that if this was the minig of the gedolim and, and, and so on, then ha- how do you how do you express yourself this way? How do you go against it? That was so. It's interesting in both places. He's very, very sharp of people to say and so. So I'll go upon him just uh, so Zerua. He, he was an incredible sefer. He himself is sort of the midpoint. He ended up in, in Vienna. It's called Rebisach uh, Mivina, but we don't know much about him. We know his Talmidim were. Rami Rottenberg, like we spoke last time, was the, the Godel. Rami Rottenberg was the one who really summed up the, the Chacham of Balatesis. The Rosh subsequently incorporated the Rami Rottenberg's Sakim, and the Tur is the bottom line of all these halachas. And yet we know very little about Ozerua. The um, the Sefer itself is a stupendous Sefer, which is sort of of everything that was around in his days. And yet it wasn't printed. We basically, all the Paiskim used the Kitzer, the Piskim or Achazerua, the Kitzer or whatever they, they call it. And um, and th- and he was also an incredible um, a mix of, on the one hand, a hekif of all of Teredet's nigla. He was, the, you know, his, his sefer has it all, and yet was so involved in Nister, like you see from his Akdama, the fact that he paskins based on 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 on, on remis, and he paskins adamantly. He says this, it's beforeish, live in remis, and. The, uh, the story that he brings, the type of story from Bira Hasid and himself, a, a very fascinating mix of, of the world of, of halacha and the world of, of Hasidus Ashkenaz, that world. Um, like everything else, we know from Talmidim, the, the, the Rosh, everybody knows, Man Rottenberg we know, we have his Chuvis, and, and, and we have it in Wolverin. And he was seemed to have been like that midpoint of the early Balatoisvis feeding into the into the later Balatlach of Balatoisvis. Okay. <laughs>